As you might surmise from my blues riff that opens the Great Lakes Geek Show, I like all kinds of music, especially the blues. I went through the same phases that many of you did, feeling like I discovered the Doors or John Lee Hooker or the Tailgaters. I was fortunate to have a local bar to frequent after playing ball called the House of Swing and got a great introduction to swing, big band, and jazz music. Yep, long before those Gap commercials, I was playing Louis Prima and other swing while my peers were stuck with the MTV band Du Jour. I like most kinds of music, from classical to thrash metal, and always like to try new styles and artists. Music can rapidly change my mood and I often use it to do just that. Need to get psyched to play ball or work out? You can't beat Guns N' Roses or ACDC. Need to unwind and maybe read a difficult book? Chopin works for me. Want to set a party mood? Louis Prima, Stevie Ray Vaughan will do that. General background music? Hard to argue with Peter Tosh, Bob Marley, Johnny Johnson, Jimmy Reed, and so many more. But music can also affect your mood in a negative way. Back in the day, you only had to worry about the Stones singing Let's Spend the Night Together or Elvis being shown from the waist up. Now with shockers like Marilyn Manson or misogynistic hip-hop, we have to be very careful what we put into our heads and let the kids listen to. Maybe it's time to explore some music off the beaten path. Coming to you from the world-renowned Magnum Building on beautiful Payne Avenue in the heart of Cleveland, Ohio, it's the entrepreneur himself, Dan Hansen, bringing you the Great Lakes Geek Show. Today in the Great Lakes Geek Show, we're speaking with Chris Cook, the president of Num Num World Music. Chris, what is music off the beaten path? Music off the beaten path, it's uh, typically something other than top 40 music. It can be anything. It could be non-commercial music like Jack Johnson. It could be Paul Van Dyke. Uh, he's a techno-trance DJ from Europe. Uh, just anything that's typically not popular. Okay, and you also, you're a big aficionado of, of world music, and how would you define world music? World music, it's basically music that is from other countries, like, for example, France or Congo. It's usually music that's sung in their language, anything other than pop music of the United States. And how did you get started in discovering the, the different kind of music that's out there? The world music? Well, I started at John Carroll. I was doing a radio show. It was a non it was a modern music radio show and there was another DJ and she was playing I walked in one day and she was playing some African drumming music and some chants and things and I had never heard music like that before and I said, Wow, I gotta do something with this So after I graduated I went to Europe, traveled around, started collecting music from different countries in Europe, came back, started doing a, a world music program at the Arabic at University Circle, and did that for about 10 years or so. Now, how did you come up with the name Num Num? Num Num, good question. Uh, Num Num means food, and I do a lot of Asian Indian wedding receptions, and I've heard people go to their children and say, uh, would you like some Num Nums? And I thought, that's really funny. It's a funny term. And, and again, Num Num means food. And Num Num World Music, it basically means that it's food for your ears. Music from all over the world for your ears. You know, if you look at, at uh, numnum.net, uh, your website, you've got a, a list of categories of some of the your favorites. And it's most of us listen to the same old things that we're comfortable with forever and ever. And you've got categories that uh, I don't even know about, you know, in some of these. But what what is 
trying new kinds of music really bring to the, the mind and the experience? Well, I'll tell you, I meet so many people where they listen to some good music, they listen to some bad music. Let me give you an example. I've met people that like classic rock. They spent their whole life listening to classic rock. And they're looking to try something else, but they don't know what to do. They'll go to a record store, they'll go to, say, Borders, and they're afraid to buy something because sometimes you can't hear everything before you buy it, so they'll buy it based on on what the description is. They'll come home, they'll listen to it, and they go, oh, no. So a lot of people are really hesitant to buy new music, and what I tell people is if you're looking to try something different, you know, again, if you listen to country music all the time or you listen to classic rock all the time, there are so many different avenues today to try out different kinds of music, other kinds, like, for example, if you like classic rock, have you tried country? Have you tried folk music? Have you tried something completely different, like world music? Let me give you an example. I met somebody one day, I was doing my world music night, this was many years ago, I was playing a group called the Gypsy Kings, they're uh, flamenco pop, they're from France, a lot of people think they're from Spain, but they're, they're from France, was popping it on, and a gentleman walked in, stopped, he was picking up a cup of coffee, he stopped, and he just, he was frozen, and he was listening to the tune, and he, cut, he walked over to me, he said, what is this, I love this music, and I told him what it was, I told him it was Gypsy Kings, he wrote it down, he said, I gotta get this CD, and I asked him, I said, what you typically listen to? He said, you don't, know, you don't want to know what I listen to. I said, go on, get, get, let me know. He listens to just hard rock and heavy metal. A lot of it's like some of the real negative, angry type music. So here he connected with something completely different. So if you listen to a certain kind of music all the time, if you go to a Barnes & Noble store, you can listen to any of their CDs before you buy it. You get about a 30-second sample of each song. You could scan it. That's a great way to discover new music. Also, if you have access to iTunes or Amazon.com, they have samples. So if you're curious, like, like I said, if you listen to one kind of music, try something completely different. You can even go to your local library. If you listen to classic rock, go walk to a completely different section that you're not familiar with. For example, go to the jazz section or the big band section. Go through there, pull out some CDs that might be of interest to you. You take them home, try them out. You have nothing to lose, and I guarantee that you will find something completely different that you will fall in love with that you just never expected you'd like. Yeah, that's great advice, and I've found personally that you know the, a lot of the roots of music they, they they start at one place and they spring off i think it was muddy waters who said you know the blues had a baby and they called it rock and roll sure. and you can trace it from muddy waters to chuck berry to the stones and beyond and there's different forks in the tree from folk and country and bluegrass and all but maybe that's a good way to start getting something in that family you know i gave you that example about that gentleman that listens to hard rock he connected with something on the other side of the world you just never know. One of the things I find is exposure breeds acceptance. And I find this with young people. A lot of young people today have grown up with two or three kinds of music. And as you know, some of the pop music they listen to is really, really raunchy. Well, what I try to do is, for example, I do this um, high school senior dinner. And they don't have any dancing, but I'm hired to play music while they're walking in during dinner. And I go all over the place. I'll play non-commercial music like Jack Johnson. I'll play some Latin music. I'll play some Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Cat Stevens. 
I'll play some techno music. And I can't begin to tell you the number of students that come up to me and say, you know what, you're the first DJ that's ever played such a variety. Every DJ always plays the same music all the time. And I've had many kids, students, that will come up and they'll connect with what I'm playing. For example, Jack Johnson. A lot of people have never heard this guy. And I've had students as well as adults come up to me and say, who is that? That's great. I really like that music. But again, it's not something that you hear on the radio. You might hear it on non-commercial radio, some of the college radio stations, but again, you know, depending on where you live, you might not be able to get that in. So trying something new, and if a DJ is playing music that's something different, I guarantee you're going to connect with something. And again, it's just the exposure, just getting that, that opportunity to hear something you don't normally listen to. Well, let's talk about the, the teens and the younger people for a second. Some of the music today you know the, the words they use and the, uh, the the terms they use for women and the treatment of women and some of the profanity and especially I guess in hip hop it, it seems to be really offensive and, and is that indicative of of all hip hop or are there more positive tunes out there or what do you what do you tell people about some of this negative uh, music? Well, you know, in all the years I've been doing this for 21 years, around 1992, 1993, the hip hop just took off, and so did the the grunge music and the grunge music went into some of the other, you know, some of the modern music we have today where it's just really angry, bad words, this and that. The hip-hop, the same thing. And, you know, I've been reading articles, I've been hearing on NPR, one of my favorite uh, radio stations, they had, uh, uh, they were talking about hip-hop. It's become a monster because the beats are great. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with the beats. They're phenomenal. They're like funk music of the 70s. The beats are really good. It's what they're singing about. And I meet so many kids, and I've, I've read about this, where millions of kids are growing up listening to music unedited of songs that are using, you know, bad words, like you said, degrading women, all that, and they're thinking this is common. And these shows are talking about this. They said, we've created a monster, and how do you reverse that? Now, unfortunately, with the hip-hop genre, you know, I've looked. I, I'm always looking for some great hip-hop to play. And unfortunately, I would say about 95, you know, if you do a survey on the Billboard charts of the hip-hop R&B charts, if you look at the hip-hop music, I'd say 95 to 99% of all those CDs are loaded with profanity. So they're, for me, I, I just can't play them. I can't support that. Even the modern rock, there's a lot of modern rock today where, you know, again, due to the language, it just... I can't play it, and I, I won't support it. What I've told people, for example, a teenager that might really love this music, or a parent that's saying, oh, my kid listens to this music, what can I do? The first thing is diversify, try out different genres. And, and again, exposure breeds acceptance. If, 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 a, if someone, if a teen is given the opportunity to hear something else, you never know. Let me give you an example. There was um, a family where they love pop music. There were uh, four teens. They love pop music, and I'm assuming that's you know hip hop, rock, whatever. They went on a family vacation to a dude ranch. But prior to going to this dude ranch, they did not like country music. They they couldn't stand it. They spent a week at a dude ranch. It became they they converted to country fanatics. These four students they love country music. So. Again, they were exposed to something different, and they found that they liked it. So, you know, teenagers that may listen to hip-hop or, or modern rock, try something else. Now, in the hip-hop area, there are some artists that I found that they're lesser known, but they're really good. For example, um, there's an artist, Toby Mack. He has a, a CD called Welcome to Diverse 
city. It's great. It has a mix of funk. It has a mix of hip-hop, rock. It's phenomenal, and it, it's just really good stuff. There's another artist, um, KJ52, hip-hop. It has kind of a, a very positive type of uh, lyrics and, and positive beats. There's a um, gospel hip-hop artist. His name is Kirk Franklin. I'm not real familiar with this whole CD, but he has one song called Stop, and it came out maybe five, six years ago. It's phenomenal. It's considered gospel hip-hop because the lyrics are good, and I think it even mentions about God and things. But anytime I do parties, uh, even college dances, and people will ask me, can you play some hip-hop? And again, I have this standard. I, I just will not play you know, the raunchy stuff. I'll pop on stop, and people go crazy to it. I mean, they love it. And it just shows that you can enjoy great beats, enjoy great lyrics, dance, have a great time with great non-offensive hip-hop. Let me throw out a couple of situations, and maybe you could recommend one or two uh, artists, songs, or genres for that. What what might be good for a background in an office while you're working? Background in an office? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> Over here in my office, I have everything going on. Um, you know what? It, it all depends on your mood. Uh, you know, I meet some people that like very calm music, like, for example, and again, I'm going to go all over the place, Jim Brickman. He's from Cleveland. Uh, solo piano. Uh, some of his CDs are really relaxing. Again, that's if you want something really relaxing. There's another CD uh, from Africa, and I, I'm not certain on the, the, the pronunciation of this name, but his name is Tumani Diabati. He's a kora player. And a kora, it looks like a, it's like a giant gourd. It almost looks like a guitar, but the base of the guitar is like a giant gourd very pleasing it's a very pleasing sounding stringed instrument and i've played that believe it or not at some wedding receptions i've had people where they've traveled to africa there was this one couple that spent some time in the peace corps and they asked me to play this kind of music uh during the reception and i had many people coming up saying what is that it's great and like i said the the instrument's called the kora it's really calm pleasing music other ideas and I'm always pushing towards the, the world music for listening to in the office. There's a label called Putumayo. I think their website is putumayo.com. They have many, many compilations of music from all over the world. I love listening to Brazilian music, and I'll listen to some Brazilian music here in the office. They have a CD called Brazilian Lounge. It's great music. It's, it's slow, and then it gets a little peppy, and then it slows down again. I think that's really good for working. If you are really bored, I know at tax time, when I'm trying to get my papers together and add up all my receipts, it's as boring as can be. I'll pop on some techno music or some trance music. I mentioned to you before, there's a, a gentleman, uh, his name is Paul Van Dyke, and he has a CD called Out Here and Back. It's pretty much all instrumental, really fast, high-energy music. That really gets me through those boring hours of, you know, adding up receipts or... <laughs> getting all the tax stuff together. So I guess those are a couple. Okay, and then on the other spectrum, and maybe that leads into it, what if you want to get pumped up, you're doing your exercise, you got to get on the treadmill or the bike or something like that and need to get invigorated a little? Well, usually for that, it's the high-energy music. And, and if people aren't familiar with high-energy music, I guess the best way to describe it would be like some of the high-energy disco of the 70s. The high-energy music today, a lot of it comes out of... Uh, 
out of Europe, and I mentioned, you know, the Paul Van Dyke, I would probably check, you know, go to Amazon.com and do a search of, there are many different compilations where they have just really fast music, but again, you got to be careful because some of these compilations will pop in a couple CDs where they have bad words, you want to stay away from that, you don't want to be doing your exercises and all of a sudden have these profanities shooting out all over the place, but I would say uh, a good starter would would be uh, some of the Paul Van Dyke uh, recordings. Okay, and, and finally, what about kids? I, I think a lot of, especially parents, are sick of hearing like the wheels on the bus go round and round, and, and you know the kids, kids can do more than that. Are there some good, positive, fun kids music out there that's not going to drive the parents crazy? Sure. One of the things I found around our house, we do play Barney. We've played Veggie Tales. We've played Mr. Rogers and things like that. And I think kids should listen to the fun children's music. But what I've also found is that our children connect with things, for example, Dora the Explorer. We have some of the Dora, Dora Explorer music. But one day I was in the car driving with my daughter and I popped on a Latin CD. And there's this one CD called Afro Latin Party. It's from the Putumayo label, it's a compilation. And I happened to be playing that and my daughter said, Daddy, that's Dora music. And she connected with the Latin beat because Dora has some, you know, children's Latin music. And here she connected with something that typically moms and dads would listen to. So the Afro-Latin party is a great CD. She connected with that. I think it's really important to introduce children to a wide variety of non-offensive music at an early age. Uh, let me give you some other examples. And it, it could be anything, really. I have uh, one of my kids connected to classical music. One day we happened to be watching on PBS a, a performance of Bolero and my son saw that and ever since he, well he's not doing it now but a couple years ago, he would play Bolero over and over and over again <laughs> at home. It was like hearing uh, Elmo over and over again but Bolero is a great song. So he connected with the classical music so it's okay. I mean it's perfectly acceptable for a child to listen to classical or Latin music. I happened to be playing Bob Dylan one day, and I was playing Springsteen another day, and then I was playing uh, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash has been the big buzz these days because of the movie from a couple years ago, and I was playing, um, oh, Daddy Sang Bass. There's a song yeah. called Daddy Sang Bass, and I happened to be playing it around the house. She heard it, and ever since, she'll come up to me sometime and say, Daddy, can you play Johnny Cash? I mean, it's funny to hear a little child asking for Johnny Cash, but again, most of the songs that Johnny Cash made are pretty happy songs. Not all of them. I mean, there's a few that I wouldn't play for my kids, yeah. but for the most part, he has some really good, uplifting songs. So it's perfectly acceptable to play music that adults would typically listen to as long as it's, non as long as it's a predominantly non-offensive artist. Now be sure to visit uh, www.numnum.net Follow the links on this site to, to learn more about Num Num World Music And to talk to Chris and, and get some more ideas And uh, check this out Today we've been speaking with Chris Cook The president of Num Num World Music Thanks Chris Thanks Dan You've been listening to the Great Lakes Geek Show Come back soon at www.greatlakesgeek.com